Welcome to the second edition of the Hustle Island Podcast. 95,000 plus members are on the island, and we have a special one here today. Real Hustlers, Real Stories. She's a professional performance coach and a confidence mentor, a true innovator, educator, and entertainer. This is a story about if you can believe it, you can achieve it. Welcome to the program, the founder and creator of Parenting Competent Kids, Tamika Anderson. Welcome, Tamika. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to share my story today. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Real Hustlers, Real Stories. Let's jump right into it. Tamika, tell us about yourself and your company. Okay, so originally I was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, and I was raised in the foster care system. So one of the things that I did to kind of cope with like the pain and everything that I was going through, I actually became a performer. However, I realized I was still sad, I was still lonely, and everything after I would get off the stage, you know? So as an adult, I promised myself that if I came across any children, that I would teach them how to be an excellent performer. However, I would teach them to perform at their greatest level, being who they are. And then, you know, that's how my company was born. Wow. So you're from Chicago, huh? I am. <laughs> wow, that's that's awesome, Chi Town. We love Chicago. What what what? So, what was your childhood like? In I know you you, you kind of touched on it a little bit with that introduction. Mm-hmm. So it was it was very chaotic. Let me just tell you that. It I was not happy. Um, I was very sad. I felt alone most of the time. However, um, you know, I was very bubbly, and um, because I knew how to memorized long speeches and stuff and I was very you know owning the stage everybody wanted me to be at some juncture of theirs they wanted me to do something for them so I felt that was the way to get attention and I did I was owning the stage I was a child prodigy I was doing my thing you know but you know like I said when I got off the stage I had to come back to reality come back to being who I was and I'm I wasn't very happy so it was sad So uh, growing up as a kid, like, would you do plays and stuff like that or? Yes, I would do, I would um, like perform like little skits and stuff. I would memorize long speeches. One of the longest speeches that I memorized was the Martin Luther King, um, I have a dream speech. And so then I get on stage and I would perform it, you know, walk down into the crowd and stuff. And people were just like, (laughs) This little nine-year-old girl is really <laughs> So, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Well, you, you, Martin Luther King, I have a dream. One of the, probably the best speeches I've ever heard. Um, what were some of your childhood dreams? So I always wanted, and it's so funny that you're asking me that, because everything that I wrote down that I wanted to do, I've actually done it. So I'm so excited to say that, yes, I said I wanted to be um, a playwright. I wanted to author a book. I wanted to start a business. I wanted to um, have my uh, programs in schools. And I've done all of that. So I'm just like, yay. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, tell us about your book. Tell us about your, your, the plays that you've written. So, oh my goodness. I, you know, I wrote, I was in like churches and stuff when I was younger. So I wrote a lot of plays for churches. And so I would gather like the kids and stuff in the church. And I was like, Hey, listen, come, come be in the play. And, you know, I had like, I think the youngest in the play was like four 
and then the oldest was like 21. And so I'll never forget this one particular play that I, I put on. It was called, um, uh, who, 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 who do they say I am or something like that. Right. So okay. after the play I had, cause I was standing in the back of the, the church after the play, I had people come up to me because they called me up to the front after the play was over and everything. And they ran up to me and they said, Oh my God, I thought you were behind like behind the curtains and stuff with them, directing them, telling them when to come out. We just realized you were in the back. How did you get all of those kids from the age four to 21 to actually know when to come in? Like they were blown away. And I told them, I said, well, I have a secret. I said, I threatened them. No, I said, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> I said, no, what I did was I, I believe in teamwork. And okay. so what I did was the older ones, I use it as like a, an opportunity for peer mentorship. And I say, hey, you guys are older, you know your lines, you know what I come in, look out for the younger ones. If you see where they're, you know, not paying attention or is their time to come in, kind of nudge them on. And they did. So the rest was history. <laughs> <laughs> How about your book? So the, um, the name of my book is The Confident Leader. And oh my goodness. So I wrote that book. Let me tell you, I was going through the process of a divorce and it was not pretty. Okay. Like at all. <laughs> and so what I learned from going through that divorce was how to become a better person, how to lead myself better. Right. So I said, okay. Everything that I learned, I'm going to jot that down. And, you know, what happened was I had a few people come to me and they're just like, man, Tanika, you know, what is it that you do? I want to learn that. You know what I mean? But it's something about you. You're just able to just bounce back and just do things. What is that? So as I'm writing the book, I'm realizing I'm literally writing all of this stuff out. I'm processing everything that I did and went through. And so I put it out there. People loved it. And then I started um, having like uh, retreats and programs and stuff and the rest is really? history. So wow. out of the process of a, a bitter divorce, because it was bitter, <laughs> out of the process of that, I was able to um, create inc an income stream of tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, wow. I learned how to write down my process and then you know teach it to other people so there you have it <laughs> well good for you now you're a ceo you create a company was there any ever a fear of writing a play of developing a book putting yourself out there in front of people because that's one of the biggest thing people have is that fear of crossing that threshold or taking that leap absolutely so one of the things that i tell people all the time because a lot of people say Tamika, you're not afraid to do it. And I'm like, who told you that? <laughs> you know, like I do have fears. However, what helps me is I think about what I'm doing is I'm helping other people. So I don't think about myself. Usually when you're afraid, it's something that you're thinking about. Oh, I'm afraid because they won't like me. Well, in order to overcome that, you think about what you're doing for them. So now when, when I feel that fear, I'm like, okay, what am I afraid of? 
I'm afraid they won't like me. Well, guess what? This is not for them to like me. This is for me to help them. And then I go out there and kill it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You're full of energy, like full of energy, full of life, which is, which is amazing. And where does all that come from? Like, what, what is it? What drives you? So, okay. Um, I'm quite sure you probably heard of the Miracle Morning, right? Uh, no. Fill me in. Okay. So there's a book, How Elrod, he wrote, it's called The Miracle Morning. It's absolutely okay. phenomenal. And so it teaches you pretty much how to get up and do certain routines to get your day started. Okay. So he has this thing on there called savers and they, they all stand for something, right? So it's pretty much a ritual for self-care. So one of the things that I teach my parents, especially, is you have to take care of yourself. You know, you ever notice if you've ever been on an airplane, if you're traveling with a child, what do they tell you? Put your mask on first. On first, yes. (laughs) So why do they tell you that? They tell you that because if you're not okay, you can't help your child to be okay. So that's literally what I do um, because I spend so much time pouring into people, serving people, doing things for people. I have a self, a very rigorous self-care routine. I spend three hours every day by myself taking care really? of myself so that I can pour into other people and kill it. <laughs> if you don't mind sharing, what are some of the things that you're doing? So what I do is I actually, I, I get up. I read my Bible because, you know, okay. I believe God. So I read my Bible. I spend time meditating on what I've read. Then I write in my journal. Um, I read some books from other people. And I continue to read. And I do not stop until I'm inspired to write and create something. And then usually it's always amazing because I'm pouring into myself. So after I've poured in, then I pour out. And then people are just like, oh my God, Tamika, why is it that every time you put something out, it's just like this? And I'm like, because I'm up probably when people are asleep, <laughs> pouring into <laughs> myself so that I can wake up as a great. And then that's what I do. Rinse and repeat. I got to ask confidence. Now, you've devoted this company, yourself, to others, to, to using your energy, you using your fire that you have. And what you just told me about, like your routine and everything that you're doing, your reading, writing, why, why confidence? Well, because like I explained to you earlier, um, when I was, you know, in foster care, I was very insecure. I was so used to being, you know, focusing on what I didn't have, what I wasn't, you know, um, and how I lacked something. That I always felt inadequate and I really wasn't living up to the potential that I could have been, right? So because of that, I struggled for many, many years and I did not have to. And it was all because I lacked confidence. So because of that, once I really started, um, once I became an adult, I believe I was about, oh, like in my 20s, when I really found out, like, this is what I want to do. And I saw um, uh, Brian Tracy, and I started listening to uh, Brian Tracy, T.R. Eckert, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn. I started watching them as they were performing, and I was mesmerized. I was like, that's what I want to do. But how do I get there? So I realized that I had to tap into myself and figure out what it was in me 
that I was, you know, that was holding me back. So once I did that and I started developing my confidence, it's like a muscle, you know, really it is. You have to work it out like every single day. So that's what I started doing. Well, I became really, really good at it. And so I started teaching my children. I started teaching every child that I ever touched how to be confident. And so because of that, people were like drawn to me, like, you know, like moths to a flame. And they were just like, okay, I don't know what it is, what it is whatever it is, we want it. <laughs> and so that's how that was born. And I was just like, okay, let's do it. Well, how do you how do you help parents instill confidence in their kids? I mean, that's got to be like a million dollar question. Like, what's the process of your company if a, if a parent calls you up and says, "Hey, Tamika, we need your help." So usually, like, I have like an assessment where one of the people that I I I've, you know followed throughout the years and listened to was um, Tony Robbins. Okay, so Tony Robbins talks a lot about how you know six basic needs that we have. And so what I realized is that we all do have the same six basic needs. However, we prioritize two of them, you know, to meet whatever we personally need. So I designed an assessment to help parents to recognize those two in their children, whether they have two or 10, you know, and so that they can parent each child based off of their individual need. Once they realize that, I'm telling you, you, you can go on my um, Facebook page and you'll see how they just rant and rave like, oh my God, <laughs> you just taught me how to really do this. Like when you talk to one of my clients, you know, they've been bitten by the Tamika bug because they just go on. They're just like, you're amazing. I cannot believe this. Oh my God, you taught me how to do this. And it's just like, it's really all what I've learned from observing throughout the years and writing out my process. What observations have you of helped you develop this, this, you know, this company and curriculum program that you, that you're using? So with me, because I, I looked at a lot on what I did as a child. Then I thought about the way I was parented as a child and the things that people taught me. And when I grew up, I was like, oh, that wasn't the truth. <laughs> and so I know that as a child, if I was taught these things, oh my goodness, you know, I probably would have taken off a lot sooner in life. So I wanted to help other parents. So what I did was, because I love kids, I just engulfed myself with children. Every child in the neighborhood, I would put out a sign and say, hey, you need a babysitter? Call me. So I'd be <laughs> nanny. Then I would do like after school programs, vacation Bible school. Then I stepped it up a level. I became a quarter point special advocate for youth in the foster care system. Oh, wow. You know, a specialty foster parent, and then ultimately sitting on the governor's board of children and family services. So being around every type of child that you can ever imagine, I realized they all need one thing in order to succeed. So after putting all that together, I'm just like, wait a minute, this is the key, this is it. And so that's how I designed my programs. I literally designed it off of Everything that I learned, I'll say, okay, I dealt with this person today. They came from this background. I don't care if they came from a background of making a gazillion dollars a year. I don't care if they came from the foster care system. I don't care where they were, economically, socioeconomically, whatever. 
the children were all the same. So I said, here's it is. Here, here, here is the secret parents. This is what you want to hear. <laughs> can, can you give us like one of those qualities like one of those traits that's, that stands out? So one, like I said, it's, it's confidence. That is the secret. You know, I tell parents all the time, you, especially busy parents. Okay. So that's another thing about me. I was, you know, a single parent. So being a single parent, it's very, very difficult to do all the things, right? Because you're just one person. So I learned to work smart. And what I, what I learned was this one skill, that's all I had to teach. And that would totally eliminate everything else. So I tell parents, if you only have five minutes, use that five minutes every day to build those confidence muscles in your children. Why? Because that is what's going to help the family continue to grow and be cohesive and that child to grow and be strong and cooperative, communicate better. Like confidence is the bee's knees. It helps with everything else in life. So why not just do that? And that is what I love to do. I love to help the parents to teach their children how to build those confidence muscles and to only focus on that because everything else will come after that. Wow. Right, let's, talk, let's talk about Hustle Island. How did you discover Hustle Island? So I was on Instagram one day <laughs> and, you know, I like to kind of stalk people on Instagram. <laughs> I was on Instagram one day and all of a sudden, you know, um, I see the the ad and it's like this hustle t-shirt which by the way i have mine on today <laughs> but there you go <laughs> i I, had, I saw the uh, the advertisement for the hustle t-shirt i was like hmm that's really cute so i clicked onto it and i you know loved everything about it and the rest of history because i am a true hustler like i started my very first hustle at 13 so yeah i know a thing or two about hustling <laughs> <laughs> what was that hustle so at 13, you know, I was living with a woman that I had lived with her for, uh, you know, the longest amount of time I lived with anyone. I lived with her seven years. Now she was the definition of a hustler. Okay. So she was the one who really cultivated my hustling skills. She taught me everything. So she taught me how to crochet. I hated it. Cause I'm, I'm like a kid. I was a, I was a, a preteen, I guess that's what they call them, or tweens now. But I was about 12 when she taught me how to crochet. I hated it. When I tell you I hated it, oh, I was like, oh my God, why do I have to do this? But then a year later, I was grateful that she taught me. The reason why is because I started making stuff. I was very creative. So I started making things like little things, like little clothes for myself and my little dolls and stuff like that. When I would go to church, people would say, where do you get that? And I'm like, nowhere. I made this. And they was like, what? You know how to make that? And then they said, I will pay you to make me. That's all I heard was pay. <laughs> That's it. That's all you had to hear. True hustler right there. That's all I heard was pay. So I started, you know, making things for people at church, hats, scarves, little booties, Afghans, every little, everything. Then one of the other things I was doing because I love music, um, I learned how to play the piano, which I absolutely love. The choir director comes to me and say, hey, listen, you want to um, 
play for the children's choir, we'll pay you. Again, all I heard was pay. <laughs> and so I pay, you know, they paid me $10 a week <laughs> to play. Here you go. Yeah, no, for the children's choir. So at 13, I had not one, but two hustles. <laughs> so. A true hustle right there. Now, now, you joined this community, you know, how do you see it helping your, your, your brand and your company? So, um, like I told Greg, I was just like, listen, I have been an in-person person, right? So I need to learn this online world. <laughs> I'm trying to navigate it, trying to learn it. And like already they have just, been a massive help for me helping me to create a landing page helping me to um create a facebook ad put it out there and just really get started in this online game so i can kill the game <laughs> so i absolutely love the hustler island i love it well, with your company and brand what are some of your goals that you want to achieve at the end of 2018 and going into 2019 so I'm so excited because 2019 is just going to be boss moves. So 2019, I want to actually uh, franchise my company because I've taught children for the past um, eight years using this method. And because I have done it organically, word of mouth, the, the way I have my systems, the way my um, customer service is like, it's to the point to where with my staff, they already know that their, their employment status is based off of the customers. <laughs> so they're rated. My parents rate my staff. And okay. they have to average five stars. And if they don't, they got to go. So because of that, you know, I, like I said, I've had my success solely by word of mouth alone. So can you imagine if I could help other people to do that in different states all over the world. What? It's going to be amazing. So I'm looking forward to really franchising next year, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> is, that, is that why now you've teamed up with Hustle Island and, and working with Greg? Greg's a mastermind at that stuff. When it comes to the internet, he's a genius. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he knows the ins and outs. I mean, you're at the right place. You're on the island with like-minded individuals who are, are, are trying to do what you're doing on a daily basis. And just that sense of community and helping other people, that's just that teamwork here that Greg has created on the island. I mean, that's just it in a nutshell. And like what you're talking about, you have your, your, your team, you have your staff. Like Greg has created a, a boardroom of people from all over. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing. And it, it, it's exploding. And, you, and you're there, you're doing it. I'm excited. Like I said, when I found it, I was like, oh, I'm on the right island. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. So with the, with the five-star rating, is it one out of five that like, that's the, the highest rating for, for your staff? Yep. How many, how many staff members do you have? So I have five. Five? Okay. And if they, like I said, they know they will go because I pay very well. So okay. there's no way in the world that you should be giving uh, our clients subpar treatment. If you, you get paid very well, we, we have fun, you know, 
can you imagine like people, people, when, when I have interviews and stuff like that, people love, they say they love my energy. Can you imagine working with me? <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can only imagine you burst into that door and be like, let's go. We're going today. Yeah, this, is the plan, this is the goal. That's what I am. But, but you know, so it's like, I take good care of my people. So I want them to take care of our clients. And if they don't, then they have to go. But uh, you know, Fortunately, I've had some very, very good people. So we take care of our clients. Our clients tell other people about us and the rest is history. Let's see. I mean, you really can't please everyone. And here at the island, we have 95,000 people here that we are, you know, and we're not going to please them all. Trust me. I I hear the stories. Um, I think we call them internet trolls Uh, and they're out there and in your business too. Like you guys can do, put everything out there. You can have all that energy and, just someone might just give someone that, that three star rating. And, and that just happens. I guess what adversity ha, has, have you, has, have you gone through personally or has your company gone through? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Cause that happens, you know, it's not everything could be all up top and everything's great. You know, in, in this business world that, that we're in, you know, there's the, the day it's, it's an up and down roller coaster. It really is. And I'm, I'm so glad that you said that too, because that's very, very true. Um, there was a, a time almost a couple years ago where I was getting ready to expand and open a new club. And someone decided that they wanted to, you know, take my money from me. So I was scammed out of $17,000. And wow. that, I, I would say that definitely broke my spirits. I was very sad because I worked so hard to get where I am. You know, nothing was ever given to me. I've always hustled pretty much. I've always hustled for everything. And then for someone to come and, you know, to just take that from me, you know, I was, it, it really, really broke me. So that was, that was probably the hardest adversity to date that I have ever endured. However, you know, it, there, there are adversities. There are things, you know, that happen where it's just like, I, there's nothing I could do about that. You know, people, like you say, you can't please everybody all the time. And if you are, then you're not, you're definitely not doing a good job <laughs> if you're pleasing everybody all the time. So, you know, there are some people that you, you won't ever be able to, to please. But what I've learned is to focus on those people who are my people, who are part of my tribe. And, you know, those are the people that I, I rock and roll and ride hard with. You know, my motto is if it's not a hell yeah, then it's a no. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are some of the, the uh, things you did to, uh, you know, cope with that adversity and to help you move forward? So what I did was I tell people this story and they kind of look at me like, what? Because I tell them, I say, I'm really glad that that happened to me. Because had it not happened to me the way it did, I don't believe I could have really dealt with my inner, inner issues and, you know, in the, the manner that I did. Because that showed me that I had to really dig deep and, you know, deal with all of the inner turmoil and chaos that I had still left over in me from a child when I went through all the traumas that I had gone through. So I began to really work on myself in a whole nother light. And in doing that, um, I was able to see how I could attract 
different people because there, that was, that happened to me by someone who had professed to be a friend, you know? And wow. so, um, just learning how to attract different people, learning how to be very, very diligent and listening to myself um, and saying, hey, that doesn't really sound right. I don't know if I'm going to do that, you know? And um, just really, like I said, working on myself on a whole nother level <laughs> so that I can become the person that I need to make it happen and minimize a lot of the, the big stuff from happening, you know, cause some things are going to happen, but like stuff like that, that you can really kind of like minimize. I've learned how to face that, but it took confidence. It took for me to be confident in myself to say, Hey, listen, girl, no matter what happened, you're still awesome. You're amazing. You got to do this. This is what happened. Like my, everything that I wanted for my business has happened. My, my program has been used in Montessori schools, private schools, been all over the world. I have clients in countries that I can't even pronounce. Oh, wow. So like, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so That's amazing. Like, well, I had to say, come on, girl, get it together. Get it together. Well, let me shift. Let me shift gears because what you just mentioned there, what are some of the greatest achievements? Oh, greatest. <laughs> so one of the things that I did when I first started my business was I jotted down because call me overachiever if you will, but I always strive to be the best of the best. Like I'm not one of those people who want to come into the market and just take a piece of the market. I want to dominate the market, right? Like I want people to know like, oh, if she's in a room, we might as well leave. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. So what I did was I wrote down a list of uh, schools that I considered the best of the best, and out of that was Montessori. So I said, "Well, I want to be in Montessori school." So I worked. I you know made connections. I did everything that I needed to do until I landed in the Montessori schools. So that's definitely um, um, one of my greatest achievements. Um, I always say my children are my greatest achievements, you know, but my youngest child, which she's nine, and it's so funny because she's like literally the prodigy like I was at nine. And so this year, she actually had her very first TEDx uh, talk. So my nine-year-old has already covered the the highly coveted spot of being a TEDx speaker right so it's wow. like yes <laughs> so you know just getting in schools and really training so I that's what I do I train students to become TEDx speakers so so you're an entrepreneur and a mother yes how do you balance that out I, I don't know if balance is the right word how do you find harmony in all that and you have a staff and you know the ups and downs of the business world in real life yeah. Talk about that. So um, it's, it's so good that you said um, you don't know about balance <laughs> because it really is. It's kind of sort of like a juggling act, you know? Um, so the thing is you have to learn how to work as a team because if you don't work as a team, it is not going to work like at all. 
And so just having the conversations with my children, letting them know we're all teams here. I'm not going to go around picking up your clothes. I'm not going to holler and scream at you to pick up your clothes. You just know what will happen if you don't pick up your clothes. (laughs) (laughs) So so just really working as a team with my children first, um, working as a team with with my staff, um, secondly, and then just working on myself. Those are the three things that I spend the most time doing. Working as a team with my children, working as a team with my staff, and working on myself. And those three things has resulted in me being able to do multiple things. Like I, I see a lot of pe- other people who do probably half the things that I do, and they're just like, I don't even have kids and I can't do all of that. How do you do it? <laughs> and then I tell them, I say, you, you know, my motto is build a team for everything, okay? <laughs> everything. <laughs> And that's that, what I that's thought. awesome. Teamwork. That's that teamwork makes the dream work. Your daughter doing the TEDx, she there had to be some fear there for her. I mean, at the age of nine, there's no way in the world I'd be able to deliver a TEDx. I know that. <laughs> of course. As a matter of fact, <laughs> up until the day, um, she said, Mommy, I'm nervous. And I said, That's good. And she said, why is that good? I said, then that means you're not a psychopath. And so we started laughing and, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so then she was just like, but, but what do I do? I said, what? And so then I asked her the question. I literally coached her as if I was coaching myself. And so I asked her, I said, so why are you nervous? And she said, what if I mess up? I said, well, define mess up. She said, what if I don't remember what to say? I said, you wrote the speech, right? She said, yes. I said, then say what you say. (laughs) If you don't say exactly what you said, how will they know? And she said, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) So I was, you know, I coached her right before she went on and she went up there and killed it. And like, I'll, I'll never forget, Tesla was one of the sponsors. And they, the Tesla guy came up to me. He said, she's already hired. <laughs> wow. That's about to say at the age of nine that, that, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to make people look, take a hard look at you. They're going to say, who is that? Right. We need to get her name. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and, and funny enough, she did her Ted talk on me. <laughs> yeah, she did it on me. Where was that? We just had a little technical difficulty. Where did she do her TED Talk? She did her TED Talk about me. It was talking about everything, about, and she did it on me. How did that make you feel? Oh, amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> because half the people were running up to me telling me how awesome she was, and the other half was running up to me telling me how awesome I am. Like, what? You, you did that. Oh, my goodness. She's amazing. I was like, thanks. <laughs> That's phenomenal. That that's great. I was you know like that's where I was gonna try to shift into. Let's do a hypothetical. I'm I'm a I'm not a parent, and say if I was a parent and I called you up and I said, "Hey Tamika, I need your services. I, I have a, an issue. I just found out that my uh, son or daughter is a bully. How can you help me? What where, where, where can we start?" Oh, I'm so happy you said that. But you know. I'm just going to say this and I'll leave it alone. Most parents who have children who are bullies, they don't 
come and say that. Okay. So I'm leaving that alone. <laughs> that, that's, I was, you know, I was going to say that. I was going to say how many of the parents admit it. They're going to say, well, I don't, that's, that can't, that can't be Johnny. That's not who he is. We, we see him every day. He's here in the house. He's a nice kid. He does his homework. He takes the trash out. He's respectful. He's respectful to his mom. But when he's on the bus, he, he's a bully. He's a, he's a bad apple. Even then they're in denial, but I understand it though. I understand. Yeah. I, so that's the first, the first position I take is to understand the parents. So I literally empathize with them. I put myself in their shoes. As a parent, would I want to be known as the mother of the bully? No, I would not. So, no. so with putting myself in their shoes, in their position, I'm already seeing it from their perspective, right? And I believe this is probably my greatest asset is because I empathize with parents and I'm not coming to them saying, oh, you need to do this and blah, blah, blah. Mm -mm, that's not how I work. I, so I ask the questions and I continue to ask questions about, well, what's going on? Well, why do you say this? Why do you think this? Well, how does this make you feel? And so after getting that assessment from the parent, that's when I start talking to the parent about their parenting style. Because at the end of the day, your children is a direct product of you as a parent. No, it does not feel good all the time. However, you have to start there. And um, one of the things that I noticed just from being a parent myself, we parent from a place of fear most of the time. It's something that we are afraid of. So therefore, that causes us to behave in a certain way. Like, for example, the, the parents who are constantly buying their children things and you know they may feel guilty because they're busy they don't spend time with them you know and all these things i tell people all the time i'm busy however i don't feel guilty of nothing with my children because i spend the time with my children then i let them know hey i have to do x y and z at this particular time like literally it's like a board meeting with my children so I teach parents how to set up the board meetings with their kids so that they can say, hey, this is my schedule. This is what I have to do. However, we're going to spend time together. What are we going to do? And we're going to make the most of it. So when you're spending time together, you're not on your cell phone. You're not talking to someone else. You're actually spending the quality time with your child so that you can get what you need they can get what they need and your family can work together as a team. So literally I put myself in their shoes, assess the situation and then teach them how to work together with their child as a team. Remember learning their basic needs and then the rest is history. That's the process. That's the process. <laughs> wow. What advice would you give to the fellow members of the Hustle Island community about business, life, anything you want to share? Be yourself. <laughs> and if you don't know who that is, find out who it is and be who that person is immediately because that's the only way that you're going to attract the real people that will be writing hard for you that will become your team members that will become your staff and whatever you need to make make it work but you can only do that by really being yourself
That's my advice. <laughs> Last question. Define confidence for us. Or when you hear the word confidence, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? So um, I created a little motto, so to speak, if you want, if you will, for confidence. Confidence says, I am no better than you. However, you are no better than me. So confidence does not compete. Confidence is. And that's, that's what confidence means to me. I'm, I'm in competition with no one. You can be in the same industry and we can work together. So confidence doesn't compete. Confidence collaborates. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You heard it first on the Hustle Island podcast, Tamika Anderson. Thank you for joining us. Tell people how we can find you, find your brand, find your company. Let us know how we can get it out there to the masses because you're going to be out there. You got a, a special way about you. You got that energy. Tell us how we can find you. All you have to do is type, uh, go to Google and type parenting confident kids. You will find me everywhere. <laughs> well, I love it. Well, well, Tamika, thank you for joining us today. Uh, you are a true hustler. You are, this is a real story. This is as real as it gets. I love it. Thank you for sharing it with us today. And guys, if you guys want to connect with Tamika and all the other members of the community, go to hustleisland.com. Uh, it's a great place. It's growing every day. You could be on this podcast just like Tamika. You can share your story, but you got to jump on that website. You got to take action, hustleisland.com. Tamika, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank we you appreciate so much it. for having me. Thanks so much for having me. I had a, so much fun. You're welcome. You have a great day. And thank you guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Tamika. I appreciate it. Um, that was great. That was phenomenal. I'm gonna end the I'm gonna end the meeting and it's just it's gonna send it over to Greg in the cloud. But I'm gonna touch base with you. All right. All right. Thanks. I'll I'll give you a call. Thank you. You're welcome.